Journey to Organization, Episode 77. Can you have too many books? You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman. Advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagambigam Personal Organization, and today I want to talk about books. I want to tell you a story about something that happened to me last week. <laughs> My oldest son and two of his friends are doing an after-school Talmud Gemara Chug. We have to supply the Gemara for the Chug. And when my husband and I got married, my parents bought him the set of Gemaras that he asked for. Now, even 16 years ago, my husband was a very, very practical man. I mean, he researched and opened up loads of different types of Gemarot, and he just wanted to pick the perfect one. And he finally found one that he liked. He liked the way the typeface was set and that it had a smaller size and it was easy to move around. And we waited until the annual YU Sfarim sale to buy them so that we would get a great price. And we bought them. And we've been married for 16 years. We've lived in three apartments, two in New York, and then we moved across the world to Israel and we've shipped them around for the last 16 years. I don't think they were ever cracked open. And my husband, when he wanted to learn Gemara, he just would buy himself an art scroll Gemara because he felt that those were easier for him to learn from. So, you know, thank God we live in Israel. Uh, it's, it's a bit easier for my kids to crack the Gemara because even though the Gemara is in Aramaic, the letters are the same as Hebrew. And it's easy for them to read and write and speak in Hebrew, and the letters are close and the sounds are close. Um, just a side note, <laughs> last week I told you that I was doing 929, the daily chapters of uh, the Torah uh, and Tanakh, and sometimes my son does them with me, and I'm just flat out amazed at how I don't have to translate for him, that he just seems to you know, like understand, and sometimes he even understands better better than I do. And it's really quite amazing, actually. Um, I also want to say that when I made Eliyah, I would sit in Opan and be angry, so angry at Eliezer ben Yehuda, who is the father of modern Hebrew. But last week when I watched my son and his friends learning Gemara in Hebrew and really understanding the words, I just felt like a lot less hostile towards Eliezer ben Yehuda. <laughs> uh, they were learning about Plag HaMincha, and they were trying to figure out what the word Plag meant, and they had an in-depth conversation about how to define it in a way children who don't speak Hebrew at a na native level, I, I just don't think could discuss. And it was beautiful and interesting, and so... I have a lot less animosity for Eliezer ben Yehuda. <laughs> Thank you for resurrecting modern Hebrew, even though I will probably sound like an idiot speaking it for the rest of my life. <laughs> anyway, um, we keep our Gemarot in our guest room closet because they're actually too big for the shelves that we have in our living room. And the guest closet is empty, except when there's a guest in it. So it seemed like a good place to put the Gemarot. And this week we needed to take, or last week we needed to take one out so that, you know, our son could start uh, his chug. And my husband and I had a discussion that went something like this. I said, my husband said to me, do we buy him a lighter, smaller one that he can write in? And I said, why can't he write in this one? And my husband says to me, 
they make much thinner ones for students. And I'm thinking, actually, I said this to my husband. I was like, well, we have these already. At least this one will get used. And my husband's like, okay, but he should only use a pencil to write in it. And I'm like, okay, we've had these for 16 years. They've not been opened. How pointless would it be to buy him a completely new Gemara? And we had this conversation and it continued for a while. (laughs) And the point I'm trying to make is this. Actually, my husband wanted to buy him a whole new set of art scrolls. I'm like, I don't even think he needs the art scrolls, but whatever. Um, And, you know, we go on talking about it for a while. And the point I'm trying to make is this. How many of us, you know, here's myself included, keep we keep books, in particular Sfarim, not because we're using them, but because you may need them just in case, or you think that you should have it, or because you hope that you'll learn from these Sfarim or books. Honestly, almost every single client of mine has this issue. They have too many books, and it really makes no difference if they're Jewish or non-Jewish. Everybody has this attachment to books, and it's, I don't know if it's like a hope for the future or a reminder of what you've actually learned in the past to feel like accomplished. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure where this need comes from, but um, I don't know. We have Kindles, and it's so easy to access books at a library. Why do we need to keep them on our shelves? I mean, I don't know. I have a great joy of going to the library seeing what's new or reserving my books and picking them up and just being ready or even swapping my books at a book swap with a friend. I mean, I love going to book book swaps and seeing what everybody's swapping and what everybody has and picking up something new. And I, you know, I read quite a lot and (laughs) I, I, I don't know. I just don't feel the need to hoard books in my house. And, um, I know, I will probably get a lot of pushback for saying this, but why do we need so many books? Why do you need them? I mean, why do you need to hold on to the past or to have these hopes for the future in the books? Like, if you want to learn something, learn it now. If you're not going to learn it, then move on and learn something else. I'm, I'm not saying you should have no books in your house. We certainly do, but we're very careful about what we do have. And um, since we almost never read books twice, I have only, I only have a, keep a handful, maybe less than five that I've read more than once in terms of novels. Um, I have some books that I keep like for reference and I often put them, you know, into my, I, I use them again for when I'm doing research for my podcast or for promotions that I'm doing, but I really only keep what I will actually use again or, what I'm actually using regularly. Um, in terms of Sfarim, we, you know, religious books, we we only have the ones that we've really studied or my husband studied. And there are things we're keeping now, like our Mishnayot, because, you know, we're hoping the kids are learning Mishnayot now and we, we're keeping them in case they need them as reference to do their homework at home. But honestly... I'm not even sure why why we need them in the house. I mean, they have access to them. Um, certainly, they don't need to have their own sets because we have a shared set as a family. Um, I, I don't know. I We have Sidurim, Machzorim, Chumashim. We actually donated a lot of our Chumashim because we had so many sets, loads of duplicate sets. And except on Shabbos, 
um, I do my 929 for my phone or the computer. Like I hardly ever use like an actual book to do 929. So, you know, I'm asking from you this week, check out your books, see what you can honestly donate either to a library or yeshiva if you aren't using it. Someone else probably will. So it seems like a shame to let books go unused, you know, really, really chaval. Um, if you have books, you know, that you want to donate, you can, again, donate them to a library, um, donate them to yeshiva. You could sell them even. I used to sell my books after I was finished reading them and I, you know, had enough money to buy another book. Um, it depends, you know, of course, what you want to read and when you want to read it. But <laughs> um, I, I hope that, that you'll make some progress on books or magazines that you keep in the house and really evaluate what you need them for, why you're hanging on to them, um, and and if you can do with a little bit less. Um, next week, next week I'm excited. Actually, this week I'm going to be doing Jewish Women's Renaissance Project. Uh, I'm going to be a bus leader touring around Israel with 200 women. I'm really excited. Uh, I'm going to try to do a podcast next week, but I'm not making any promises. If I do, it'll be a bonus episode. Um, if you're on social media, I'll be posting pictures on my Instagram account and my handle is at Balagan Be Gone. Um, actually I have two accounts. You could also follow me at, at Rebecca Saltzman. Um, I'm super excited for the trip and I'm really hoping to connect with a lot of great women and learn some new perspectives. I also wanted to tell you that my zero waste for my zero waste, you know, upgrade for October is my home biogas. Uh, it's almost ready. We're waiting for the manure to start converting to gas. Uh, hopefully by the end of next week, we can start putting food waste in. That's going to be really exciting. And I'll keep you posted. In the meantime, though, can you tell me what you are doing for October to reduce your waste? And also, what do you have planned for November to reduce your waste? I haven't really figured out what I have planned for November, so I'm going to uh, work hard on that one. <laughs> um, if uh, on November 5th at um, 9 p.m. Central Time, I'm going to be giving an online webinar about zero waste and Hanukkah. If you'd like to register, head to nafshewellness.org forward slash get dash organized. Nafshe is N-A-F-S-H-I wellness. Um, it's totally free. Uh, you know, we just we want you to register so we know how many people are showing up. Um, and I hope that you can make that. I'm also going to be speaking in Jerusalem in a few weeks. And as the date gets closer, I will um, give a reminder about that. I want to know, you know, where you're at with your books. So please give me a call, leave me a voicemail, send me an email, whatever it is. I, I do want to know where you're at with your books, what your feelings are about books. This is a topic that I'm willing to revisit again um, after I hear some feedback. So let me know what you're thinking about the books because I don't know, it just seems like how how many how how many of these Sarim novels, research books do we need? How what are we gonna really use? What are our kids gonna really use? Um how much do we really need to hold on to? 
All right. I wish you all a fabulous week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.